Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Anybody know who Willie Lynch was? Anybody? Raise your hand. He was a vicious slave owner in the West Indies. The slave masters in the colony of Virginia were having trouble controlling their slaves, so they sent for Mr. Lynch to teach them his methods. Keep the slave physically strong, but psychologically weak and dependent on the slave master. Keep the body, take the mind. I and every other professor on this campus are here to help you to find, take back, and keep your righteous mind. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to the Method Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions Americans are afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning to all the truth seekers out there. I am glad to announce it's been a while since we had a conversation with smart people, but we have a very special guest on who's a very smart person, powerful, if I could say that as well. Thank you, Queen Sabrina, uh, Sabrina Jolly, if you will. Queen, thank you for being on with us. Say hello to the truth seekers, and we are glad to open back up our conversation. Smart people, you are the person to do that with. Uh, appreciate the Queen for being with us. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. I really do. I'm excited about it. Nah, absolutely, absolutely. This is basically a free-for-all conversation between you and I. Uh, so glad to have you on. You are a person that wears many hats, um, but I'll let you, in a sense, tell people a little bit of back, about your background, uh, me knowing that you are an author, a poet, an entrepreneur, uh, amongst many other things. But if you will, uh, give people a little bit of your background, you know, so we can introduce you to you, and we're going to have our conversation for this uh, first hour. Uh, I may try to steal you for a little longer if you ain't tied up, because we're going to do some good stuff today. But, uh, again, thanks for being with oh. us. Tell people a little bit about yourself. Yes. So, good morning, everybody. First of all, I am Sabrine Sudan Jolly, and I am a educator. I teach. Um, I'm also opening a mobile bookstore entitled DOPE, which stands for Distributing Our Publications Everywhere. Uh, I am a published author, self-published author, and a poet. So, yes, that is what I do. And uh, I'm constantly uh, searching for avenues to sharpen my tools. And so uh, one of my biggest ventures uh, for me, honestly, is to release my uh, debut novel, uh, which I'm looking uh, to get an agent for. And so that's in the works. And so um, I believe that literature, I believe that books. I believe that any form of writing can really free the mind in a way that nothing else can. I think the ability to scribe your thoughts and describe your experiences is a beautiful art. And so uh, I want to add my contributions to that. Uh, I'm originally from Pasadena, California. Uh, I later moved to Pine Bluff, Arkansas. So if there's any Arkansans in the house, what's up? Uh, After that, (laughs) uh, my family... (laughs) Uh, moved to Houston, Texas, and I now reside in 
Atlanta, Georgia, but I I travel a lot, so <laughs> you you never know where you might find me. So yes, that is me. Now I love it. I love it. And speaking of this debut novel, uh, so uh, what'll be interesting about this conversation for anybody out there listening again? Um, this amazing queen, as you will find out more about her, I highly encourage. We did a, um, a mental dialogue uh, connections online on Zoom last night, and I encourage the people that were on. I say, look, you will be inspired, you will be moved, whatever you want to do in your life. You listen to this first hour, and you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it just a little bit better after taking in uh, this amazing queen. So uh, I definitely, again, think highly of you. Um, but speaking of that debut novel, what I want to do, and I'll do this kind of throughout the show. Um, the second hour, hour we, I mean, the second half of the hour, I should say, we're going to focus on your poetry because that's how I came to know you, just being big on the uh, spoken word scene, well, just enjoying it from a fan perspective. Um, I consider myself a poet, but not necessarily a spoken word artist. And um, I just think you're one of the top of the line. I, I love to see uh, what I call, in a sense, the new generation, myself being here in Atlanta since '03. Uh, back when they was, in a sense, breaking that scene just wide open and spoken word became, in a sense, almost a, its own genre. And, you know, at one time we were looking like, is this thing going to be just as big as hip-hop? And so, you know, I know you're uh, familiar with all the popular spoken word artists, uh, you know, here in Atlanta. But, again, being on that scene, I saw you, and I was like, wow, this queen is different. And, uh, you know, I got your information. I said, I'll let you know. I said, hey, this has been a, this probably been over a year ago. I said, hey, I got, I got a show. I know I want to bring you on. And, you know, we've kind of just stayed in slight contact. You've come out and supported, you know, the mental dialogue uh, com- uh, live experience a few times, and I definitely appreciate that support. And, again, I've seen you other places. Again, thank you, quite amazing. But as you say, words, um, I, I'm, I'm also one that believes, uh, just taking a little tagline from uh, Dead Poet Society, words can save the world. And so leading into mm-hmm. this novel, um, I want to basically take some of your words as I've kind of researched you on social media and here's something that you recently said, and I think segue, uh, considering that you talked about this debut novel, um, you, or maybe a month ago you said something to the extent of, I believe the reason I feel so exhausted thinking about finally writing the book I've always wanted to is because the storyline is so heavy and requires me to be so vulnerable. I've never felt this naked before, but I know it's a story that needs to be told. Uh, if you could just expound on that, because I was moved by those words from you speaking of this debut novel. Yes. So um, with, uh, well, actually, it's so funny. Um, the the book I have now, Same Sky, Different Light, which is a collection of poetry, um, it was originally supposed to be a novel, and I started writing it in high school, and I didn't really know who I was writing a novel. Um, I remember in, like, junior high, there was, uh, we had this reading period, and um me, instead of, like, reading a book, I would, like, read the dictionary. Like, I, I even have a dictionary sitting in front of me. I love the dictionary, and I'm getting back into really uh, delving into the art of words. And so I would write. Um, I remember I was going through some little, you know, junior high relationship issue or something like that, and uh, I started writing about it in this little uh, journal. And one day during the period, I was looking for it, and um, this guy in the class was reading it, and I kind of snatched it from him, like, what are you doing? This is personal. 
And um, he was like, man, I love that. He was like, uh, he was like, this is the first thing I feel like I actually want to read. And I'm like, wow, really? So he would read it every day, and he would uh, ask, when's the next chapter coming out? And I'm like, chapter? This ain't no book. It's just, you know, me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so um, I know he's, like, giving it to the class, and I didn't mind it. Like, he would ask, hey, can such and such read it today? And everybody in the class started reading. I'm like, oh, damn, you know, and I didn't realize that. I think at that moment I was a writer, but I, I didn't really understand it mm-hmm. in that way. And so um, no, I get it. when I moved on to high school, uh, that we had the same little reading period, um, and uh, I would do the same thing, read the dictionary, and I would write in this journal. But instead, it was a, a, a book, and I called it Same Sky, Different Light. I don't know why. I just thought the title was catchy. And so um, I didn't organize my writing. I just kind of wrote it, right? And I still have that journal. It is so funny. But fast forward, um, I kept talking about releasing this book, but I had experienced so much, and I felt like I was so cluttered mentally and I was like trying to to find a, a, a certain level of myself I wasn't writing uh anymore I was like in this little dark space and um I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I could come out of it and so um I said you know what I'm gonna stop talking about it and I'm gonna just write this book but instead I'm gonna make it a poetry book and um I released it and I was so mad because I was like this is not this is not the best representation of me as a writer at all this is like in my opinion, it's whack. <laughs> it was. And people were like, what? I'm like, yes. I'm like, because I know what I can produce and I know what I wanted to produce. But that book has taken me so many places, so I can't do anything but be grateful. And I'm like, damn, if I could put this little energy into this and, and this spark this big of a flame, imagine if I actually was intentional about it. And so when I wrote that post on Facebook, um, I, I have like um, a wall in my uh, home where I have my desk. I have like the books that I want to write, and I like I have it written like, like little sticky notes where I can write it out in scenes. And as I'm preparing to write it, uh, I'm in this course with uh, Tomi Adeyemi, who's the um, best-selling author of um, Children of Blood and Bones. And um, you know, she she guides us through how to, the writing process. And I find I found myself stuck again. Like, damn, why can't I get this thing out? Why can't I get this book out? Like, it's inside of me. Like, the stories keep piling up, and I'm like, I feel like a a butterfly in a cocoon. And a part of it is procrastination for real. <laughs> and another part of it was I felt like um. I was I was afraid to be vulnerable, and I didn't realize it until um, I went into a studio. It was actually like a week ago. Uh, I went into a studio. My friend wanted me on this track of his, and um, I went into the studio, and I'm like, damn, I didn't realize how powerful my words could be, but I could be so much more vulnerable. And it's like those are the parts I felt like I was kind of moving over. And so when I wrote that post, it was kind of like, uh, owed to all the experiences I have had leading up to, uh, to the writing process that I'm getting ready to enter into. Like, wow. I, no, I that's dope. Let, in fact, let me jump in real quick, and let's go to a short break. Um, and when we come back from the break, we'll continue this amazing story. Uh, quite impressive. Uh, one thing that I say when it comes to writers is just a little simple saying. It's super, super simple, but it is absolutely who we are when you said, hey, you didn't even realize that you were one. Uh, but at the end of the day, writers write. 
<laughs> it's exactly it's yeah. what we do. Uh, whether we whether we bring it out for the world to see or not, uh, we can't help it. We're always doing it, so I definitely respect it. Uh, let's go to this break. We'll re- be right back. This morning's conversation with smart people, Sabrine Sudan Jolly. Thank you, Queen, for being with us. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Social media, win awards for some of the things that you're doing. 
and absolutely deserve it, in my opinion. And for those out there listening, as we continue to peel back um, the words of this queen, if, if you will, um, they're going to notice that in this first hour. Uh, I wanted to let you finish up, if you would, a quick thought about this novel that you're bringing to the table, and then I want to ask you some, some more questions about some things that you've been writing lately that are related to things that are happening in the now, if you will. Uh, but go ahead and finish up that thought about releasing this this future novel to the world. Yeah, and so that was um, the precursor for everything that I um, want to write. And um, I, I spoke with this agent, and pretty much she said that um, the only advice she could give was to read and to write. And so I read more, and I'm beginning to write more. And uh, she said to also write about things that you know. And I'm like, as I was listening or I was looking back over my life, I'm like, I really have a, a – <laughs> a crazy story. People wouldn't even look at me and think sometimes that those things have happened, but um, it's a beautiful story that I think a lot of people could relate to. Uh, um, it's, it's something that hasn't really been told just yet in, in this type of way, and so I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to really be uh, kicking off, I say, three years, uh, two years tops, or two years, three years tops. The reason I say that is because it's a lot – that goes into uh, going into the publishing industry. And so, um, but, but prior to that, I do plan on releasing some more self-published works, but I'm, I'm super excited about this uh, upcoming novel. I, I really am. I don't want to put too much out about it, but. Um, no, I understand. It's I understand. It's something. No, yeah. I definitely just wanted to hear that, that craving uh, interest in, in, a, in a sense of um, you doing this and seeing you write those words, but let's share some more of your words with those out there for our listening audience again to see why I wanted to bring you on. I was excited to bring you on and something that you do on IG and I definitely suggest that people follow as you will put out just kind of your own quotes, if you will. And so I'm going to share some of those with you uh, and we'll peel those back because some of them are absolutely relevant, such as this one right here. Revolution has become so cosmetic that we don't even realize the difference between exploitation and progress. Let me say it again. Revolution has become so cosmetic that we don't even re realize the difference between exploitation and progress. Again, these are the words of Sabrina Jolly. Thank you, Queen, for being with us. But if you will, peel that back. I have an idea of exactly what that means, but I want to hear it in your own words. Uh, when you shared that, uh, what was, in a sense, going through your mind, and, and, and exactly what did you mean, Queen? Uh, so briefly, um, ooh, revolution has become so cosmetic that we don't know the difference between exploitation and progress. Um, basically that um, a lot of it is, is kind of trendy. Uh, uh, we tend to function off of trends nowadays versus the root of it. And I'm looking at, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but, you know, people selling sea moss and doing things like that. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. You know, we've had a well, no, 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 just so you know, I'm cutting you off real quick, but just so you know, this is the show where we get into it. So that's what we do. So don't don't hold the thing back. I just want to throw that out there. Go we we yeah, okay. we hey, we have two rules. We have two rules. We we are literally we absolutely outlaw political correctness, so there's no holding back. You would not be beat up for your words on this show. But we just remain respectful of each other, which is the second rule. So I don't care what you say. If somebody got something to say against it, they can do that, but they're gonna do it with respect. So say it how you wanna say it, Queen. Go ahead. Problem. So uh, I I just wanna get that clear. We ain't holding back. I just want that real clear on this yeah. conversation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
appreciate it. Good. That's what I yeah, need. Yeah, say it right? with say. Hey, what, what, what Kevin Hart say? Say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, just something simple I noticed, like people are starting to sell sea moss, and I'm thinking, wow, there's already been a market for all these things. Not that it's not a beautiful thing to see black people learning about uh, the, the importance of health and, 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 and economic development uh, or anything like that, but it's become so cosmetic, like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. If that's not your lane, it's not your lane, right? And I think people are doing it because it looks cool. Even when you look at some of these companies, um, who, who put uh, black people in the uh, ads, and I'm not saying that's an issue all the way, or these symbols that they put out, the painting the Black Lives Matter on the street. That was a, I, honestly, in my opinion, I believe that was a symbol of, of um, making us hush, right? And I think black people have become so, um, I guess, adept to accepting whatever, whatever looks like a little bit of hope that we don't even really know a lot of times when we're being exploited. Do you not know how much money they're making off black people now? Even these publishing companies, I've I've seen some of them say that, okay, um, you know, we're only um, accepting black writers at this time. And it's like, huh? Right? They're making a big right, right, right. Like how could at what point in America could you get away with that and it be A okay? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and nobody right. give any pushback. Like 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 right. like yeah, like we're doing this really as a good thing when it's so we can get away with it and make money off of it right now. I definitely feel your exactly. pain, Queen. Go ahead, I'm sorry. That's real because at this point in history, especially with all that has been going on. Uh, with these riots and different things like that, if you are say anything against black people right now, it's almost like, oh, Lord, we're going to just say it. It's almost like with the gay community. If you say anything about the gay community, you automatically are cut off. You say anything about the black community right now, as a business, well, not as long, but as a business, they'll cut you off, right? But we'll go right on back to them, right? And so they're making money off of our pain. And I think that we need to switch the narrative and realize that, hey, we don't need, we're not your charity, right? We're not, we're not a dollar sign for you. This is real, right? People are literally dying out here, and I think it's time to really understand what the true solution is um, to um, um, what it is that we want. And honestly, I think that is complete removal from the system. It doesn't mean that you cannot deal with certain people, but what it what I believe in, I believe in Marcus Garvey's um, idea of the UNIA and creating a sovereign nation. That is the only way that we will truly uh, get the type of freedom that we're looking for. We cannot look and ask the people who are oppressing us to free us. They're not. We're looking to, we're, we're, we're recycling the same, um, the same habits and we're excellent result. And so uh, that's what I mean by we have to stop making it be this cosmetic. I'm black because it's trendy. I like being black or I love my blackness or I love my skin because it's trendy. No, love it because it's you. Love it because you you can't run away from it because it's powerful because without it, the world would be nothing, right? Not because uh, 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 this corporation told you to love yourself. No, it's a game. And, And I don't like when you know, uh, these companies play with black people like it's just some, it's, it's a thing when it's a, a it's, it's not a fucking thing. game, right? It's not a fucking game. I feel you, Queen. Yeah, so Absolutely. that's that. 
Now, let's move into another thought, which is probably kind of along the same lines, but it's just, again, just the way that you worded it. Um, and I think we can let's go specifically into this thought again. Uh, I love following you. These are words that I found yours, wanted to share with um, truth seekers out there listening and just have you expound on it. But it's right in that same vein. Uh, you said there's a lot of people who profess to be for black interests but are merely elocutionists with no real solutions. I'll say it again. There are a lot of people who profess to be for black interests but are merely elocutionists with no real solutions. And only you would come up with the you'd find the word in the dictionary and it's actually a word, elocution. <laughs> <laughs> now of course I can from context know exactly what it means, but when I'm following it, I'm like, right. only she would write that. <laughs> only Sabrine will pull out elocutionists. <laughs> and now it makes sense knowing that you love reading the dictionary <laughs> of exactly why. But it's the perfect word in 2020. Uh, so, so absolutely, let's explore that thought as well, Queen. Right. So, um, to, uh, uh, elocutionist or elocution is like just the art of uh, public speaking or um, expression, mm-hmm. right? Uh, speech. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's just another word for speech. Um, but um, I said that because, um, like I said, I'm so grateful that we are uh, uniting in this way. Uh, it's just sad that we had to come under these circumstances um, uh, in order to do it because this is this is not new. <laughs> None of the stuff that's going on is new. Actually, um, as quiet as it's kept, it happens around the same time every year, around election time. Of course, black people are getting uh, removed from this earth, and it's a very, very sad thing. But what happens is the media puts this martyr up in the news and says that, oh, this is the person that we need to uh, be fighting for. Such and such got shot by the police, and what do we do? We uprise, we ready to fight, we ready to go in, right? But if you look at a pattern, look back in the years, around the same time they do the exact same thing. You want to know why? Because they're garnering people's votes. They, they, of course, if you say something about the black community, I just watched YouTube the other day where Bernie Sanders was saying something about uh, the black community needs such and such. I forget what he was saying, but black people, we, we go to that. You know what I mean? We're, we're very emotional, and it's, it's in our nature to be like that. We're very uh, spiritual people, right? We're spiritual um, humans, right? And I feel like they play on that. They play on our emotions. Let me say something about black, or let me say something about Trayvon Martin, or let me say something about somebody in their community that has been removed, and they're going to get our vote, Right? Same thing with um, um, Hillary Clinton. She came up to Clark when I was at Clark a couple years ago, and um, she had never been on the, to the AUC ever in history. But she came right at that time when she was getting ready to vote. Why? Because she knows that if she looks like she's for black interest, then that people will come and, 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 and vote for her ultimately, right? And uh, some of us did. Um, I believe that uh, the main portion of that quote is that we have, it was just the idea of us just going out talking about the issue. And I don't think a lot of times we focus on the solution. And a lot of times because we, there's no one singular solution to this thing. We need the marchers. We need the people out here talking, but everybody can't be Multiple out here approaches. talking. Everybody can't be out here preaching. We need the people doing the legwork, not just marching. And nor because, should everybody be out doing that, as you said, with multiple absolutely. approaches. Multiple yeah, multiple approaches, and even sometimes, even within ourselves, even when there is 
real dialogue about solutions, sometimes we could even divide on the aspect of what those barriers approaches can take. And so we're battling saying, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Like you said, versus the idea of understanding it's all needed on to, to a certain extent. And plus you also have to allow people, in my opinion, um, to jump in where they fit in, what makes sense for them, whatever, whatever yes. their capacity. So the last thing we should be That's doing, out, you know, forget the, in a sense, the outsider's, who are showing interest, but even in our own conversations amongst ourselves, you, we just have to learn to respect other people's capacity for what their involvement is. And at the end of the day, nobody's in your home with you except your family seeing to what degree that, that it matters to you. And plus also being respectful of people's interests, even within our own community varying. And so at the end of the day, people for the most part are going to do what makes most sense on their understanding of their interests. Sometimes we even make the mistake of trying to ridicule other people, say you're going against your interests and you don't know that right. person's life. And right. so we have to, I, you know, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I agree uh, wholeheartedly with that. Everybody has a capacity. It doesn't mean we don't need people out here in the streets. It doesn't mean that we don't need people uh, speaking on behalf of these issues, but realizing our lane. Everybody's not supposed to be out there marching. Me personally, I don't think that I'm a marcher. I don't. I think I'm the person who's supposed to speak on these uh, situations. I also, within my capacity, whether that be poetry, whether that just be public speaking, right, and I think that as we, even in acting, right, I think that plays a part in it. And I think as we begin to find our niche in life and incorporate what we need as black, uh, as a black community within that, um, we, we, we will really uh, uh, move forward in a progressive way. It's just like uh, Jay Morrison, for example. Jay Morrison, he may get out there and march, but that ain't, his, that, ain't, that ain't his capacity all the way. He does it. He can do it. But he's a real estate guy, right? So what does he do? He goes and he buys uh, the black house, right? He garners his uh, money within the mm-hmm. community. So it's hey, Queen, we uh, actually okay. up against the break, if you will. So let me jump in here, if you will. Thank you. Okay. Um, and, what I'll, and, and, and how I relate to you, because um, – I'm not going to be at the march, but as a poet, I have a poem that says marching or burning that ends with I salute you because I respect and love those who are willing to front line. That's their capacity, but like yourself, um, yeah, not my position, but, you know, again, everybody playing their role, if you will. Um, But speaking of poetry, this is, again, this is what you are. You are one of the best I've seen, and so we're going to move this conversation into the poetry end of things and, and share that with those who are out there listening. So the break is actually um, your poem. I don't actually know the name of this, but you can actually share, tell us the name after we play the poem. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Question. Why is there more negative than positive images of blacks in the media? Answer. Black exploitation pays more. Look at Drake. Look at Kate. Look at how the conversation changes when they around their friends versus when they rapping on a tape. I'm this even when I don't feel like it. I can't hang my black up like a coat and go and master call. 
I can't run from my tone. My dialect sounds like neck bone juice running over, soaking my cornbread jargon. This breathing smells of pot liquor and melding pots. This is my land. I built it because my back is strong, strong enough to take the pain, inflict it again and again. What do they call me? That nigga, that sister, that brother, that queen, that king, creator, destroyer, that negro, killer, poverty stricken, only good enough to exploit, but never good enough to owe. Black, dispatched by the spirit to send this missive. The cognitively dissonant might dismiss this, but I'm on a mission, much like the running of shackled feet, escaping to give us free, the clasping of hands, praying to give us free or the bending of knee kissing the earth in submission begging to give us free I was told to tell y'all not to ask for shit no more nor point the finger looking for an excuse because the solution requires work and none of us want to be the laborers anymore We've tied up and conditioned like kinks, reaching for handouts. But isn't it ours, this land, this struggle turned hip-hop, this morning turned bebop? Ain't it ours, everything, from that ass on Kim K's back, them lips we talk smack with? But it is ours, taken. So why are we asking? I'm tired, ain't you? Or is it trending? Another thing to get us out the house and in the field. Don't epigenetics work either way? Don't exhaustion pass down like depression? Don't weary pass down like trauma? Don't fatigue pass down like bondage? Or have we forgotten who we're dealing with? This isn't new, it's easier to find the problem than create the solution. We're like mutants of God. No wonder everyone wants to quote us, know us. We're evolution of the weekend. Revolutions of the being, the solutions for the complainers, distribution, the real to the fakers. We're like Newton, but we stay in motion regardless. I got a new ton of issues, but I'm not complaining. I'm a messenger. Our necks have been noosed for quite some time. Now, I'm no longer asking for permission to breathe or telling them I can't. My affirmation sounds like promise and ownership. My affirmation sounds like peace and self-governing. My affirmation sounds like love and keeping what's mine because I'm black, built like that. My skin is black. My arms are long. My hair is woolly. My back is strong, strong enough to take the pain inflicted again and again. I'm breathing again and again. I'm living again and again. We're fighting again and again. Ain't you tired of suffering again and again? Stop complaining and take. Ain't you stronger than that? Take. That's like building a home for you and your family just for someone to come in and take while you and your family sit homeless while they take. We're all too familiar with rehearsing the issue. Our set, our saw, and Heru turn Yesu somewhere over there with the council in them and not see and made me a believer, erased knowledge of self and infiltrated the minds with a master semen. Now we all fucked, traded divine spirit for true religion, traded the household for survival, made our brother our rival, made the enemy the idol. I am all too familiar with the problem. Be the commodity, till the land, bring forth vegetation and feed the child. Bear your baby, told we're hypohuman. We are. Who knew the deep, the below, the barrel could teach you things the super couldn't? Take your child, feed mine, fuck it, you don't need it. You don't feel your emotions aren't real. You're more like AI. Hey, I'm tired of talking about this shit. Time for solutions. Time to knock medulla so their heads are so whooping anytime they touch us. Time to take advantage of the promise in this promised land, because there is promise here. If only we'd stop complaining, asking for permission, and just take what's ours. Ain't we royalty? Give us free. Let us be everything we are or we'll take it
none other than Supreme Dolly Queen, an amazing piece. The first time I saw it, I was open. Um, no, not surprised. I've seen you work before. You accomplished. You put so much into that poem that speaks to the times that we are experiencing. If they hadn't already heard, this is your passion. This is who you are. Speaking, as you said, to solution poem, if you will, Queen. What is the name of that poem? I think I've missed it. Just in following you, if you could share that, and and I'm pretty sure my but the truth seekers out there listening would want to, in a sense, have access. So let's let tell them how they could access that amazing poem as well as you give us the name of. Go ahead, Queen. You know what? I, it really didn't have a name until like a like two weeks ago. It's called uh, Or Will Take Okay, so I so I so I didn't so I wasn't crazy thinking I missed it somewhere. Okay, at least I feel a little no, comfortable. No, no, I'm like, no. how do I put a how do I bring a poem and don't know the name of it? You know what I mean? So okay, so that wasn't just me. Okay, that's cool. But go ahead, Queen. Yeah, it didn't get a name until about two weeks ago. Um, I, I submitted it to a couple of places. I actually have this um. I can't disclose too much about it, but I have this thing coming up um, with this actor okay. uh, who's using the pieces. So it's called um, Or We'll Take It. So, yeah, I, I decided to call it Or We'll Take It, right? Uh, so instead of so, asking for everything, we'll take it. And if you don't, you know, <laughs> if you don't cooperate. <laughs> hey, I'm with it. I'm with the big bank, take little bank, right? <laughs> but, uh, I definitely respect that. Uh, for anybody out there listening, uh, if y'all want to jump in and get your three cents in with this queen, the second hour, we're definitely opening up the second hour. The second hour is an open call. So if you're hanging on for that, then you can definitely save it for the second hour. But if anybody wants to get in with this amazing queen, Sabrine Jolly, um, the number is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 to let us know that you want to speak. Um, again, I cannot say enough about that. I love the name. It makes sense. It's exactly how you end it. All we will take it. Uh, I absolutely uh, uh, love it. Again, marching or burning, I salute you, as I said prior to the break. Uh, but this is, uh, again, just an amazing spoken word piece. Um, if you want to say, you know, maybe anything else about it, you can, or I have some more words that you've written. Um, that I think, again, just prevalent to these times that I get in love following you on IG. Uh, for anybody out there listening, whether you follow her on Facebook or IG, if you like these quotes coming from her, uh, these are quotes that you could easily find on her page. I want to big up and have people follow you because, again, I feel like I I learn and, and gather and, and from you. Again, I just appreciate what, you, what you're out here doing and representing uh, for, the, for, you know, for our community, if you will. Um, yeah. But again, like I say, just one last right. word on that poem, and then I'm gonna share some more of your words. Um, if you guys would like to see it, my website is in the works. I should be out in the next two weeks tops, um, two to three weeks tops. Let's hope. <laughs> uh, but uh, all of my videos will be on there. I've also um, been considering uploading it onto YouTube, and I am in a band. Um, where we will be composing a couple of um, projects together, and that will be uh, one of them. So uh, if you follow me on any of the social medias, Facebook or Instagram, uh, you will find uh, much of my work, not all of it, but much of my work. You can even um, type my name into uh, the search engine, and a lot of it should come up there. But I do appreciate it so, so much. I do. 
No, absolutely. So let's continue with some of your own words. Again, uh, conversation with smart people. So just want to dissect um, just some of the things that you're putting out here publicly. Um, you've made reference points to this as we've had this conversation this morning. Uh, but here's another quote from you. It says, if a candidate doesn't represent or advocate for the interests of your well-being, you are not obligated to put them in position to control to control you be it politically or personally. I'll repeat it one more time. If a candidate doesn't represent or advocate for the interests of your well-being, you are not obligated to put them in a position to control you, be it politically, personally. So obviously being in the election year, I had to bring that one to the table. And again, you've already been speaking to this uh, briefly, but let's dig into that um, quote just a little more, if you will, Queen. Oh, of course. Yes, so uh, that quote uh, just spoke to those people uh, who felt obligated to vote. Like I would have friends call me and say, well, you know, I feel bad because I'm not interested in either candidate. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm not one of those friends that's going to say, you got to vote, you don't vote, you, you, you're a disgrace to your aunt. I'm not one of those friends. I let them know this, you know. I do believe that voting does play a, a part in um, uh, any uh, level of progress. But what I will say is also this, that if you don't feel like the, either candidate uh, represents what it is that you are looking for within your community, if you research them and their track record does not show, uh, is not indicative of them being in favor of your community and in the interest of your community up until this point, don't feel the need to vote for them because a lot of people are feeling the need to vote for the, I guess, the lesser of two evils um, in order to feel like, you know, oh, I did it, I did it. No, because if you did it and it, does, it, and it doesn't go in your favor or it, 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 what they do, the, the laws, the, the, the policies that they put in place are, end up being a detriment to your community, then that means that you contributed to it in some degree. And we cannot put the power of, um, we cannot put the, I guess, the, the weight of the things that we need within our communities uh, on the back of these people who function at a global level. So the president, for an example, he's dealing with the whole United States, right? But it's not his responsibility to fig- uh, figure out what's going on on West 29th Street. It's not his responsibility to figure out what's going on on 50th Street. We have to find these. Uh, we have to find other avenues of. Um, finding ways to, to deal with what's happening within our communities. And um, a lot of times these people that we're putting in position are not, do not have the interest of us, but we feel obligated to do it for whatever reason. So, uh, yeah, that, that's how I, I honestly approach the situation, not telling anybody not to vote, absolutely not. But what I will say is research the candidates, and if the candidate does not um, have policies or does not have interests, that are in alignment with what it is that your community needs, do not feel obligated to vote by, don't feel pressured by people who just got woke five minutes ago, um, you know, <laughs> to go and vote. You know what I mean? Do now, not I, feel I, that I, well, pressure. I, this is, I'm sorry, Queen. <laughs> uh, no, well, no, ahead. no, I, I love, I love the quote. Um, if I could say this, um, see, I love it. Uh, simply, I've been a professed political independent for a number of years and it is is actually very easy for me if the candidates don't speak to me. If we're going to talk about on the national level, then I'm party vote, and people will break down why wow, that's a weak vote or that vote doesn't count. And I'm sitting here going, show me how your vote counts if one group doesn't talk to you and another group 
only panders to you and gives you no policy. So I don't see how we're much different there. Um, but uh, knowing that the political um, as the, that politics is a key arena, more so locally, and you you know we all know that the national election is when most people show up, and the reality, and as much as we may say, it is the local and the um, not, you know the non-general elections in which you can have the most effect in voting on those locally. Um, so you're absolutely right in doing that research. But for the most part, if that is limited to who the president and maybe the vice president is, then you're not affecting yourself, like you said, on West 29th Street. And so um, I am an advocate for um, the, the the role that politics plays. Some people, like you said, they just got woke yesterday and it becomes the most important thing. Uh, but back to that concept of we have to do it all, I do include the the politics and the voting, but more so on the local level, because at the end of the day, the president, in my opinion, will always have, in a sense, the least effect to a certain extent. I mean, again, it's just it's obviously different levels to it. Uh, you know, obviously, with, for example, um, Supreme Justice um, um, Ruth Ginsburg, you know, dying here recently and worrying about who's going to be appointed to the c- courts. You know, the, you know, I'm not running away from those things absolutely do affect specifically the African-American community, specifically what we know what goes on with the in a sense, the injustice system to a certain extent. So I'm not acting like those things are not important, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm not losing a friend based on who they vote for, and that's how that's the degree that we take it to. Uh, we are up against another break, so I'm going to play a quick break, and then we're going to come back with another one of your poems. Um, hope I surprise you with this one, and uh, we'll break it down as well. You're listening to this morning's conversation with smart people. Supreme, Supreme Jolly. We'll be right back. If you're tuned in for the second hour, I definitely need y'all to get those ones. If you're online, the number again is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies' gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Verbs, nouns, pronouns, adjectives, and clauses. She's a phrase. 
Dopey Delicious Queen Supreme Jolly Gives you the poem me So that poem speaks to you Clearly break it down Who you are I love it Queen Speak to it if you will uh, I love the piece As a matter of fact let's yeah, give a shout so out I- with it To Just Vibe and make sure we give credit to Again where I got it from I guess oh, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to give a shout out to them as well I want to make sure we're respectful of uh, the, the opportunity for me to even steal that poem, if you will, and bring it to this show. So uh, shout them out and break down that poem, if you will, Queen. Yes, definitely shout out to them. I'm actually about to go into the studio with him uh, today, um, so I appreciate that. So, uh, that part, it just talks about the dynamics of my uh, personality. I'm I'm a lot of things. I'm, um, I'm the calm, bubbly, smiley, lovey person, want to hug everybody. I'm that person. I'm also the person who can be a little, uh, I wouldn't say aggressive, but uh, depending on the context, I guess, aggressive, I don't know. Um, I'm also the type of person who uh, can go from one extreme to the next. So I can be the, the person who's into Pokemon and cartoons. I can be the person who's into jazz, and I love jazz, by the way, so much. I love jazz. Um, I can also be the person who's into UGK. So I, I have a, a very a vast personality, and I think that's the reason why I can connect with so many people um, because I have so many experiences that allow me to. So, yeah, that's what that piece is mainly talking about. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And, uh, and the thing about it, when you say this is me, the reality of I think why people even relate to that piece is because the reality is most of us are all of these things, you know, mm. no, and to a certain extent, no matter what we in a sense show the world or share with the world. And especially um, with, if you, you know, if you think of the terms, the filters on social media or what you attempt to show. So there's an aspect some people in a sense can control in a sense with what you see, but the unfortunate reality is that social media just highlights more in a sense who we are. And so even prior to social media, we can literally walk through the world that way. And that's why, um, you know, even that last quote, you saying like, don't be influenced by somebody who just got woke in a sense yesterday. Uh, the reason that people can be in a sense sheepled into these things that are not who they are is because we're not always honest about being all of these things, as you say, you know what I mean? Whether it's a, uh, you know, Wynton Marsalis uh, quartet, you know, song one day and turn around, like you said, 
uh, you know, sitting on them things with UGK the next day. You know what I mean? Like that's who, who we are as humans, and we don't do a good job of showing it. And that's why I love poets so much because I've always said when it comes to societies, if if you don't have, I love history, so I love digging into what some people consider boring history and things of that nature. It fascinates me, so I've read all types of, types of history. But in my journey, being someone who loves words and loves poetry as well, uh, what I've come to terms with uh, is if you don't have a long time to study a certain group or a certain society, just go see what their poets and their comedians of the time are saying. It will give you the quickest glimpse of what that society is all about. So that particular mm. poem, while you're obviously describing yourself and all of these different di- dynamics, the relatability is the fact that you're willing to put out, I'm this and I'm that, whereas most of us are afraid to show that side, um, which which also speaks to um, this quote that you said, and then you know, we can peel it back even more. Um, but um, let me make sure I got this one. I may have Actually, oh, here it is. Okay, sorry. Uh, It says, um, do not feel obligated to agree with everyone to avoid conflict. If you have a stance, stand firm on it. I think that absolutely applies to what, in a sense, what I'm saying about this poem, the beauty of of you showing both sides. If it's who you are, stand on it. But we're having trouble doing that in the council culture, in the social media age. Oh, yeah. um, so if you could speak to that, Queen, I love that quote. Stand firm on it, but people are not easily being able to do that. Like, you know, you mean, even this idea okay. of voting or who you're voting for, all these things are influenced, or like you said, your friend saying, I, I feel obligated, and it may not speak to them. Go ahead, Queen, I'm sorry. Right. So me, um, Honestly, I found myself being in that box where I felt like, you know what, I can't say anything. If I say anything that upsets anybody, it's automatic cut off. Whereas with me, uh, I have, you know, especially the people who are closest to me, which is my family and uh, my two uh, best friends, and I have a group of friends, not too many uh, close, close friends, but the people who are nearest to my heart can always uh be honest with me and it not be a thing. Like, even if I don't agree with it, a lot of times it's not like this where I'm just not talking to you. No, that's your, that's how you feel. Um, and I cannot be, I cannot, you know, just dismiss you because of how you feel because I know where it comes from. And I know it's not from a place of malice or trying to hurt me. It's a, a thing of this is a, what it is and this is how I'm going to voice it. And so I've, I come from a very, very vocal family. Um, but I found myself rooting myself sometimes and so a lot of those quotes are directed towards me and coming out of those spaces um, Mm -hmm. especially now um, because just like you said you know we live in this council culture if you say something that people don't agree with oh you cancel you don't like this cancel cancel even you know down to people who vote for Trump you know uh, black people who voted for Trump like people will automatically vote cut them off versus asking why how does this benefit you Right, because let's just be real about right. it. You know, as far as, as far as taxes are concerned, if you fall within a certain type of tax bracket, Trump has helped those people in some type of degree. Yes, he said some messed up stuff. Yes, he's done some messed up stuff. But it doesn't dismiss the fact that certain things have helped certain people to a degree, right? And um, mm-hmm. 
I won't say whether I'm voting for either one of them, but what I will say is I'm not about to cut off somebody because they decide that they're going to do that. Now I will I will want to be educated on why, of course, and I'll right. educate oh I'll yeah educate them on my views on that as well. But uh, yeah, we we live in this uh this this world where we have to be agreeable with everything, and I think that's why we're losing our sense of individuality. Um, you know, everybody dresses the same, talks the same. Nobody, not not when I say nobody, I'm not talking about everybody, but on a mass scale, yeah, of course. it's not yeah, a lot of differences. Yeah, it's not a lot of differences no, in personality and mindset and 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 the way you dress. Everything, right? Everybody's looking to gain the same things out of life, and there's no real contrast there because it's like that. I think that cancel culture has kind of. Uh, uh, played a part in it because nobody feels like they can be different without being an outcast. And I'm like, you know what, if I have to be an outcast for my views then you know, forget it. You know what I mean? I, I have to stand firm on what it is that I believe in. I don't mind being educated on it uh, and, and, and developing my, or who I am and developing my thoughts and ideas. But um, I want to be so much myself that nobody can take that away from me. Not this cancel culture, nah. not black people, white people, not Absolutely. nobody. So nah, that's, that's that's I love it. That's that. I love it. We got a couple of minutes. Um, I'm you know I don't know what you, what the schedule is like, but I would love for you to hang on with us for the open call hour if you can. Again, just throwing it out there. Uh, but in these last couple of minutes, um, it's only right that we talk about this mobile bookstore dope. If I think I understood it correctly, uh, let's make sure we mm-hmm. get that out there because I think that's one of your newest ventures, and I definitely want people understanding. Again, to follow you, but also uh, let's let's push push your business to the forefront at this point because uh, I, I love the pursuit as I've been watching you in a sense promote dope if I understand it. But go ahead, Queen, tell us about that again. We got a couple of minutes, so uh, you know, get it all out and let, make sure people know how to stay in contact with you as well. Okay, perfect. So, uh, dope uh, mobile bookstore is a quickly uh, is a bookstore that um, uh, is going to be on wheels. It's going to start off. Um, just, you know, online, and, of course, I'll travel to different places, but we're looking to get an actual van and mobilize literacy. We realize that um, the uh, there's a big gap in um, reading, and a lot of people don't do it that much, and it really plays a part in your developmental stages, especially as a, a younger person, right? And so, uh, in short, that's what it is. Um, if you'd like to know more, our website will be up within a couple of uh, next couple of weeks. Uh, you can follow us on dope underscore mobile bookstore on Instagram and dope mobile bookstore on Facebook. And um, yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be an amazing thing. It stands for distributing our publications everywhere. We're actually planning a trip um, out of the country. I won't give too many details out of the country uh, next around next July. Um, and so we're getting some things together, and our idea is to not just read but to experience what you read. So if we're reading a book about, uh, I don't know, um, the UNIA, let's go to Jamaica and let's learn about it. Let's go to the root of it. And so I believe exposure Ooh. is just as important as literacy. And wow. so um, that's what we're going to be doing, and I'm super excited about that. So you can find all oh, of that content. sounds amazing. Oh yeah. No, that yeah. sounds amazing. Actually, do I so have time to you for a few? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're at the top of the hour, so you, I want to do do is definitely um, make sure people know how to stay in contact with you. But whatever you want to do, go ahead. We'll go over the hour a little bit. Go ahead and get it out. Real quick, so uh, you guys can uh, keep in contact with me uh, at Sabrine Speaks on uh, all social media pla- 
platform, Sabrine Speaks. That's where you can find me quickly. Uh, Dope got started because it was one of those things where I felt like I love to travel. If you've seen me, uh, I don't post everything, but a lot of what I post is me traveling. And so it was kind of like a thing, let's just go somewhere and drive around my uh, partner at the time. Let's just go somewhere, get a van, rent a van, and I'll do my poetry thing. You'll do your photography thing, and we'll just travel all over, just end up wherever. And I was like, you know what, I can sell books too. And then I'm like, well, damn, we might as well, you know, we kind of talked about it. And no. like, you know, this could be a, 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 a mobile bookstore. A real thing. That's the Wow. So, yeah, that's how it started. That so, is so yeah. dope. That is so dope. All right, Queen, um, you've been amazing. Again, I'm I'm just asking, not pressuring. Uh, can I steal you for a few more minutes? I, I know you probably got your own schedule, so I'm not going to hold you if you need to go. Oh, yeah, you've yeah. been wonderful to put it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we're going to open it up. We got some callers out there. If y'all want to get in, it's time for y'all to start pressing those ones. We're going to open up the second hour. Uh, we've got a few more minutes with our Supreme uh, Jolly. We may keep digging into her story as well. I uh, definitely appreciate everything that this queen has gave, given us this morning. But let's open it up to the truth seekers out there. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. Yeah. I was minding my own business and you had to walk by. Easily caught my eye. My vision start being blurry What I pray for is standing nearby This is such a surprise Like seeing the Mona Lisa come alive I had to get this first impression right This could change the rest of our lives I never thought I'd find your kind It's like sight was being given to the blind Had to feel your sexy body next to mine So baby, join me for this meeting in my mind Baby girl, it was a Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Again, amazing cut from Taylor Pace, Eyes on You. The thing I love the most about Square Business Entertainment is they still giving people like myself, and I'm 46, I I make it clear on the show that I'm a hip-hop head, but I love that they bring back that real R&B, talking about 
the subject of love. You don't hear it as much today. And so a big fan of our sponsor, Square Business Entertainment. Go find them on all platforms. Uh, special guest, Sabrina Jolly, stay, stay, stick around with us. We actually got a caller that wants to get in. This is the open call second hour. We open up the, this every now and then where callers can call in and talk about whatever they want to. Again, uh, Sabrina, you've been wonderful for this first hour. We actually got a caller looking to get in. So uh, let's see what, th- see what three cents they got for us. Area code 678, last three, 226. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this open call, second hour. Thanks for calling in. Yes, good morning. This is Enosh Moore from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Enosh, what you got for us? Thank you for calling in. Again, this is the second hour. You can go wherever you want. You can talk about our guests from the first hour or any subject that's on your mind. We're just opening up the hour and dialoguing about it. We welcome all opinions, whatever side you own of it. Please bring it, brother. We're with it. Go. Thanks for calling in this morning. Um, yes, well, I, I don't necessarily have a question because um, the person that you brought on your show today, I actually I know rather well, so I just wanted to give her a shout-out and give her a congratulations. That's fine. And anyone else that's listening, I just wanted to say y'all are, you know, y'all are listening to a, a very powerful individual, and I hope that she brings a lot of joy and peace through her poetry to you all. And that's all I wanted to say. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, Sabrina, she's still on the line with us. Um, any thoughts to Enosh? Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Yes. I think you've met, as a matter of fact, you have met Enosh. Um, at the uh, the mental dialogue that we went through, but I really oh, okay, yeah, that. okay, he was the king that came with you that that, that evening. Okay, okay, yeah, I I, I can remember that. Uh, thanks for calling in, Enos. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure she appreciates the support. Um, I appreciate you for listening. So we do this every Saturday morning, um, and and that's cool. Yeah, we could definitely call in and big up Supreme because she deserves it every step of the way. Uh, you know, we we want to give we do these conversations with smart people to introduce the world to people they may not know. But we're trying to give you your flowers while you're here because you deserve it, and I can't wait for this novel to come out. Uh, but thank you, Enosh, for those thoughts this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. No, absolutely. Again, for anybody out there, I see some callers on the line. If you want to get in or got something on your mind, it could be about anything this morning. Again, we got Sabrina. I'm going to continue some conversation with her. Uh, but anybody out there that has anything, please, 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 to let us know uh, if you want to speak. Again, uh, just complete, complete admiration for you, Supreme. We had the Mental Dialogue Community Club Connections last night on Zoom, and a couple of subjects that came up, so I just thought I'd throw them out uh, just to get this conversation started this morning. Again, looking for y'all out there, truth seekers, if you're listening, we definitely want to help me get through this hour. But, Sabrina, thank you for staying on with me. Because one thing I do hate to do is have to talk for a full hour. As much as I love to talk, I, I hate having to talk for a full hour when I do the open call. So I'm thankful for you being with us, um, you know, staying with us for a little while. Uh, but one of the topics that uh, came up last night at the um, the Connections event online um, people were talking about which is how it's running and still kind of running hot in social media is this Cardi being offset potential um, divorce. People are on all sides of this thing. So if I could throw it out to you, Queen, again, uh, we don't do a lot of pop culture on mental dialogue, but the open call, why not? Let's take advantage of it. And with oh, yeah. that said, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts in reference to uh, that situation that, you know, in all reality, we don't know all the insides and, uh, of it at this point, we just know it's in a sense being reported, um, if you will. But just 
you know, let me hear your three cents on, on the Cardi B offset situation as we discussed it again a little bit last night. Uh, what do you think, Queen? Okay, so um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know a lot about the situation. Um, but what I, I'm sorry, my uh, uh, my brother is calling, um, <laughs> trying to get in on the uh, call. He's calling me. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I agree. He is like blowing me up. Okay, um, but with um, as far as Cardi B and uh, Offset are concerned, um, I remember um, back in the day uh, they had an altercation where he cheated and all that different kind of stuff, and he won her mm-hmm. back. And uh, I'm sure there are um, difficulties within their relationship that um, you know may have cause some type of friction between them um but honestly just and it's hard to talk about it completely because i don't know the whole situation but as far as what they're going through now with her filing for divorce with him um i think it was honestly for me it was a message to women that your vagina alone cannot keep a man you can't keep a man that doesn't want to be kept right and so um I believe that we as women need to, you know, of course, this is not who Cardi B is. She's the type of, she's like the um, modern little Kim, I guess you could say, right? So that's her thing, right? But I think that as to women, we need to advocate more of not necessarily being the homemakers all the way, but realizing that that our nurturing capabilities is are what make us women and that we don't need to use our body as ways to keep men because it's not, that alone is not going to keep men. Uh, there's plenty of women out here. And um, I believe that uh, what we really need to be advocating for is women to uh, carry themselves with class and um, be be fully who they are, whoever you may be. You know, if you like the Cardi B, that's who you are, right? Uh, be completely who you are, but never run away from those nurturing capabilities of yours. Never run away from those um, those things that make you a woman and make you a great woman, right? Because I feel like with those, you are naturally will attract. As you develop in those, you will naturally attract the person that's for you that wants to be kept. Um, but they, they have kind of a tight situation, though, especially with both of them being musicians, that whole lifestyle, being around men and women mm-hmm. and all these things. Of things, it's it's a lot of pressure uh, uh, within that, so they have to have a lot of security. Um, but I think that they're young, and uh, I didn't know uh, Cardi B was as how old is she? I think she's like twenty six, twenty five, twenty six, something like that. I forget. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely uh, um, yeah, maybe yeah, twenty at least twenty six, twenty seven. He's twenty eight. Um, so uh, you know, and we say you know to a certain extent we say young these days. You know, years ago you wasn't considered young at, at those times. And, you know, and to be fair oh, yeah. to both of them, um, yeah, you know, to be fair to both of them, yeah, I'm definitely not bringing them up to talk specifically about them as individuals. You know, obviously they're celebrities, so we kind of live it out publicly. Um, that's definitely not our goal, but I like conversation that can be had from a, a larger view uh, from a societal standpoint. And I love hearing what, you, you know, what you're saying. And one thing that I think that goes, uh, that seems to go amiss, and you were kind of saying the same thing, but just to add a little more to it, is – um, as you said, there's these other aspects that a lot of us as men, we love, like what you just said, the idea of there's other aspects of how, quote, unquote, you could carry yourself, and, you know, and, and we love it. The reality is we love, we love both ends of it. Let's keep it, a, you know, keep it at a, a buck, if you will. We love both ends mm-hmm. of it. However, the dialogue, I think, is still necessary to, in, in my opinion, to distinguish how – 
even as us as men to a certain extent. But unfortunately, y'all d- deal with the brunt of this, in a sense, the expectations that come with how you carry yourself. Like there's this concept, I think, in 2020 that there's this idea we should be allowed to carry yourself however, and I still expect this. That's never been reality in the human experience, in my opinion. And, but but that's the push. And so when something kind of goes against or just says, well, you didn't accept that, and it's kind of like, well, that's that's what comes with it. And I'm not talking about that I'm saying it's okay for, exactly. you know, what happened with Cardi being offset. I'm just talking about this idea of just being honest and truthful about what comes with certain things. If you carry yourself, if you're raising a child and you say, you know, say hey, you can be who you want, but don't know what comes with that. And that's what I think Absolutely. we have trouble accepting in 2020 in my you know, my opinion. I think I'm up against the break. Oh, we got a little, no, you can respond to that. We got a little couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, I think that's what we're up you against in 2020 is we don't accept what comes with it, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not me. I agree with you. Uh, I think that, yeah, you do what you want to do. This is your words, free will, right? But um, don't realize that there's a consequence for everything that you do. And I agree, you know, just being real, you know, um, women like both as well. You know, we like a, 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 a I guess a, a, a guy who has a little bit of, I ain't going to lie, like a little bit of gangster in him, right? But we like a guy who carries himself a certain way, likewise with men who like women who may be a little freaky, right, And but can carry themselves. And I think the it's, not, it's nothing wrong with either woman, the freaky woman, the, the, the classy quote-unquote woman. Everybody got a little something in them, right? But I think it's just a matter of balance. And when you don't balance those two, it, it kind of, you know, um, distorts things. So uh, I think uh, uh, women and men both need to have balance within all of their uh, realities of who they are. And it is, and, and more so than balance, because as we said earlier, we're, we're all things to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, whatever that means for you individually. You know, you, as humans, we're one. We're 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 dark. And we're light, and you know, within our own selves. So, so more so than balance, in my opinion, is just respecting the time and place for everything. Uh, you know, yeah, that's what seems sure. to be the bigger issue. And if you, for you know, if you're in the music industry, maybe there's leniency for you doing something publicly that if you're in another job, it would it would it would kill you in your industry, right? And so maybe you know, so right. in that sense, you know, being within your industry, maybe you are able to do things, and it doesn't affect your bottom line, if you will. But mm-hmm. what happens is for our youth, sometimes following pop culture, they'll follow suit and you're not in that, you're not in that position. You know what I mean? Or, right. or you know, like a perfect example. Right. And, I got, and I do got to go to another break. And I don't know if you can stay on, but if you can, I would love for you to, but a, you know, just a quick example is, you know, as a young person completely getting tatted up, before knowing what the hell you're going to be in the future. Like that is a, a concept mm-hmm. uh, that, that I have no problem with tattoos, right? But it may hurt right. you if you've done it prior to knowing what the hell you're going to be, if that makes sense. <laughs> Again, we yeah, are I up feel- against the break. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to hear your response, if you will. I can come back with another break. I'm going to highlight. Okay. Love doing this Square Business. Yeah, Square Business Entertainment. want to highlight we had this brother on um, a few a couple of months ago, Joe Bleeds from Scrub Business Entertainment just highlighting his his journey, um, and we were highlighting his album, On Myself. That album has hit 70,000 streams. 
And as just as a little uh, tribute to that, I wanted to just play a little bit of his music the rest of the way. We'll come back from break. We'll continue. We've got Supreme Jolly. If you want to get your calls in, please press 1. The number to get in is 646-787-1691. We'll be right back. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This is our open call, second hour. If you're out there, please come in, give us your three cents or whatever's going on out there in the world today. Uh, you can also speak about our first hour guest who's still with us, Supreme uh, Sedan Jolly. First amazing hour with this poet, author, entrepreneur, uh, amongst everything. You will know this name in the future. Looking forward to her in a sense, uh, novel coming out, as we talked about in the first hour, so you can mentioned what you heard in the first hour, anything that you're talking about, but we are opening it up. But as I was saying, I want to get your response to some of what I was saying, Supreme, just the idea of, uh, even in my opinion, even more so than balance, is just that concept of uh, just understanding the time and place um, for everything. And, and, and to a certain extent, those, those are the things that our parents usually give us guidance on, right? Uh, but the reality in our generation, specifically this hip-hop generation, uh, with that culture being such an influence, and I still love hip-hop to this day. So I stand by that, uh, again, as I just supported, you know, Joe Blee's album, Bet On Myself. Big fan of the genre, uh, but the reality is a lot of our culture, community, has been raised by 
you know, entertainers and sports athletes uh, not having that influence to understand time and place. And so I think to a certain extent, some of that applies to how maybe younger people look at a Cardi B and an offset and trying to make a go at it, like you said, with all those pressures. But there's things that go left, un, you know, that are not understood. So for me to see you as a young person kind of carrying the torch to say, hey, this is not how it has to be, and you, you know, in the way that you carry yourself, um, I do see that as a, a, you know, as someone that I would encourage young people to, you know, live and learn for, from somebody who can be all of those things but understands time and place, if you will. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I love the piece that you talked about, uh, the family. Uh, I think, you know, because the family structure is so, um, you know, I guess broken, especially within our communities, um, it's difficult to, to discern between, you know, when to do certain things. You know, when you're exposed to, oh, let's say you don't have a father or you don't have a mother in the house, or even if you have both of them and they have their issues or whatever, I think the, the lack of um, balance within the family uh, definitely affects uh, you as a person as you grow up. And so when you are learning what, is, what it means to be a man and when you're learning to be what it means to be a woman, uh, I think a lot of times it's, it's difficult uh, to decide what that means or to understand what that means when you don't have anything to pull from because your family home is the first home you really experience. That's where you learn some of your first habits from within the household. And so if those habits stick um, and, and aren't broken at some time, and a lot of times they are, sometimes they're not. But if a lot of those habits aren't broken at some point, you they begin to carry on into adulthood, and you may wonder what that am. Why can't I get a guy? Or why can't I get a woman? Or why is this? Or why is that? And a lot of it all stems back to uh, uh, the family. And so I think once we learn to heal the family unit and stop trying to break away from it, I don't need a man. I don't need a woman. Forget these, you know, da, 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 whatever. <laughs> You know, and realize the power of of unity within uh within the household. Um, I think a lot of our children will grow up to be stronger, healthier, uh, more independent, uh, more um, I guess mentally astute. Uh, peep, they have that type of structure. And so, yeah, you're right. We look to the media and what's happening mostly in media. We see a lot of, uh, not that there aren't good things in the media a lot of times, but for the majority of it, it's some BS in it, right? It's always somebody killing somebody or this, let me shake this and let me pretty much, let me exploit myself so that I can get some money. And so women gravitate towards that and it's no shade or no shaming anyone but it's like that's what we gravitate towards because that's what we see because the the news and the media and all of these things are teaching us versus the household and so yeah it's it's a it's a crazy thing and I think that's the reason why marriage has become this real trivial thing where it's kind of like oh you know uh it's like it's almost like it's nothing to get a divorce any slight inconvenience and we out we done Right versus you know actually learning how to mm-hmm. work through problems, but if you don't learn that growing up how to work through problems, or even if you didn't have the the the, the complete family structure, because I didn't, I didn't have my biological dad, um, and he actually died right uh, before I really got to kindle any real real relationship with him. So my stepdad was that male figure, but not having your biological family that really does play a part. But because I've had male, male figures in my life, my brothers, my stepdad, my grandpa, I've had those male figures. I was able to pull from that, but I didn't realize how it also hurted me um, uh, as a woman. And I'm learning those things. I'm breaking through those things so that I don't have to repeat the cycle. 
No, nah, that's major. I mean, because as you said, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's a, you know, it's an ongoing narrative, uh, in a sense, about that family structure, and 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 I still love speaking to it because I've always said if we don't start speaking to the positive of what comes from it, we're never even going to turn it around. Because as you said, in the media, you're inundated with the things that don't make family structure and marriage work and things of that nature. Uh, uh, you know, I think it brings to head, uh, you know, for example, um, I'm a, you know, I'll say, you know, I want to say this before it sounds like I'm going after Cardi B, if you will. I'm a Cardi B fan. Like, I don't mind saying that, right? Um, oh, yeah. I didn't say anything, you know, I didn't say anything public. I'm about to go, you know, kind of to another spot. I didn't say publicly anything um, on the Mental Dialogue platform or in a sense about the, the WAP video, if you will. And, and mm-hmm. part of that is because from day one, uh, and, you know, because obviously with Cardi B being in the um, media for a lot of things over the last couple of years, I've always kind of taken a stance. Um, I don't know how you judge someone who literally comes from the mud. And, and, you know what I mean? Right. When you don't understand that background, I'm not going to be quick to shoot that individual down, not understanding, exactly. you know, in a sense, the context for what they see as survival and, and thriving. I'm not going to be publicly ridiculing that and so that's kind of why I've in a sense been mums the word uh, but speaking to what we're talking about today um, it's just the reality of when there are standards and when there are family structures for example there was a time where WAP would have been the biggest record in the strip club not the number oh, one yeah. record on the billboards and, and the that way, yeah. so again we're all those things we're all those things but it's not great i'm you know don't have any children still would love to get married and have children uh, but i get it can be difficult to raise in a sense your children in a world where wop can be number one on the billboard and not just the biggest banger in the strip club you know what i mean again we right. are all those things but when it gets to number one pop culture and that's again this is not blaming cardi b it goes back to what you were talking about that those who will exploit our community mm-hmm. to the degree that now our kids are contending and having arguments over whether WAP is appropriate or not. We sound to a certain extent culturally, that's a silly argument to have to have. Yeah. But I watched it happen on it social is. media in the biggest way. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm listening. That, that, I'm feeling that 100. I'm just sitting here agreeing with you 100% with that. You know, uh, it is, you know, like, um, we could even, I'm going to just use Lil' Kim. That's the only person that keeps coming. Foxy Brown, whoever you want to talk about, right? You know, they had those music, but when but when you listen to it, like it was, like you said, there was a location for that. It was a, a time for that. It was a space for that, right? And you were, you know, that person on the um, in the club or you were that person in this area, not all around. And so this has become the image, like, wow, this, this is the hottest song. You know how many lyricists are out here? Nothing against Cardi B again, but you know how many lyricists out here with some hard, cold stuff? And this is what, like, is, is the, the number one in the, the world? Nah. You know, it, I, I think, you know, the, the media has a way of really making everything look bad, and I know it probably makes her feel bad as well because it's like, you know, this is how I'm feeling right now, you know? I may have just, you know, uh, uh, got out of the bed with offset or something like that. I don't know, right? And and decided to make this song. And this is just how I'm feeling at this time. I wasn't trying to be a role model for your children, but because there's no fine line between where things are played, it's kind of like 
now these uh, rappers and these musicians who are more, I guess, who make more uh, music about their bodies and, you know, all those different types of things um, have, have to have this moral compass now because it's kind of like, dang, now I got to think about these kids now, but my music ain't for kids. It's for the, the people who feeling like this, right? And so right. it, it, it's crazy. It, it, it's something. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a big dialogue, and um, you know, the reality is, you know, it it is easier with family structure to have that distinction because if you know, in a sense, if it's going to be on public airways, and obviously it is, and again, we know that's the music industry exploiting, uh, in a sense, that you know, saying black lives in that matter, uh, this whole long narrative of of in a sense, uh, the narrative of. Black lives, in a sense, I've always said is hashtag Black Lives Don't Matter. Uh, you know, not my reality, but that is definitely America's reality. And so that's why it becomes A-OK, uh, in a sense, to push that to the forefront. Uh, the reality is with structure, you could easily steer your child away from it, even with it being number one. And so it is short-sighted, in my opinion, to just in a sense, blame the artist, which a lot of people will do that. Right. Again, I think that's absolutely right. short-sighted. And even, you know, to her, you know, even she said, Cardi B, have, you know, having to respond, she was like, she mentioned what you just said. She's like, they're dope lyricists, female lyricists who don't talk about this, but y'all don't support them. You know what I mean? So that's even her saying, what? you know, in response to her, her song being popular, like you said, which is A-OK for your man but also goes back to there's a time and place for everything. So, you know, the classic saying of, you know, us as men, in a sense, um, you know, wanting a classy lady but a freak in the bed, you know, classy lady in the street but a freak right. in the bed. You know, that still is a huge reality, but that, that, that statement didn't come from no place. It came from to, the, to a certain extent. That is what, mm-hmm. you know, not every man, you know, again, because there, there's a there's a, there's a, a lane. If that's the lane you're in, like, I want her freak all the time. I want her out there. I want her ass out. Like, there are people who want right. that because it wouldn't exist if there wasn't men wanting it. You know what I mean? And even men, we could be contentious mm-hmm. and act like that's not a reality, too. So I don't want to front and put this thing on women because, again, we have a tendency, uh, in a sense, to do that. Yeah, I'll take the front of that. Um, again, Queen, I'm just stealing more time with you. I, I do have another break. Do you need to go? I do, do want to be respectful of your time. Um, if you can hang with us, i got another short break. If you can hang with us, I just want to check. Okay. You. Be fair to you. Uh, absolutely. All right. We all get another break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. I'm highlighting Joe Bleezer's Bet On Myself. Please go find that album and download it and support it on all streaming platforms. His brother has hit 70,000 just after releasing this album just a couple of months ago. It's a big release. Grown folks music, as we like to call it, for those hip-hop heads who, who are tired of some of the younger music, if you will. Be right back. All I ask is that you think. Always finding something to be mad for. Man, I hate my life, I wish I had yours, but it's yours Yours, 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 yours Yesterday I woke up out the matrix So today it's right back to the basics Blocking and tackling, taking angles in pursuit of my happiness and embracing my nappiness. It's Wakanda forever, had us under the weather. Sick and tired of the pressure, always gotta be fresher, always gotta be extra. Everybody is special. Social media training, if you speak in the language all day long. All I see is everybody perfect when I'm scrolling through my phone. Seem like all they want It's just a bunch of bragging people acting like they get it, but they don't 
face. Where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most is more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. Moneymotivation.com. Moneymotivation.com. Please go check out... Uh, sponsor moneymotivation.com if you are about that hustle getting to it uh, that this is a brand that represents those who are about that hard work and about getting to uh, living the final things in life so definitely a, street, a premium streetwear brand moneymotivation.com quite often if you see me out publicly on social media I'm obviously rocking our sponsors of the clothing line because it's dope. It's just, just, it's literally just that dope. So obviously I appreciate the, the sponsorship but people are always asking me, Hey, what's, what's that hat mean? What's that squiggly line on the motivation? I was like, it's two M's for moneymotivation.com. So definitely go support um, those who support us. If you are an individual, you also can support us at mentaldialogue.com. Keep intelligent radio on the air as I have a, conversation with smart people guests with greens Dan Jolly from the first hour has stuck on with me so I definitely appreciate you for your extra time queen call us whatever I hadn't had an open call so they, they probably ain't used to it if I had a subject matter they would be calling in fighting with me right now but anyway if you're out there listening press <laughs> one to get on the call with us this is an open call uh, I'm making this up as we go definitely want to get y'all three cents in on this morning if you're online the number to get in is 646-787 one six nine one again that's six four six seven eight seven one six nine one you do have to press one to let us know uh you want to speak and there's one quote i did get to share for the last hour so since i got you i think it's a perfect segue based on what we were just talking about um and it's simply this I, let's, let's dialogue about this if you will and again thank you for staying on with me sabrina uh, we had a quote it's pretty simple he says protecting women isn't a trend it's a lifestyle it's another group. If you're just now tuning in, Sabrina has an amazing IG page, and so all of these quotes I basically took from her page. Um, I definitely suggest that you follow her. We'll give out her um, IG and uh, Facebook information here again shortly. Uh, but I follow her, and the first hour I was just basically reading her words and having her break those down. Again, this is an author, poet, entrepreneur amongst many things. It's highly recommended. If you missed the first hour, go back and check it out. But this quote, again, is, protecting women isn't a trend. It's a lifestyle, if you will, Queen, speak to that. I think it's a nice segue coming off of the, if you will, the Cardi B conversation. Isn't a trend, it's a lifestyle. Like I was saying earlier, um, a lot of the things that we um, reverence in the world nowadays have become very trendy. So rather than people really being attached to it or really understanding the importance of it, it becomes a trend. And the reason we can identify it as a trend is because within 
a couple months of it uh, being popular, uh, it's gone again, right? Uh, just like with mm-hmm. um, Gucci, right? We were supposed to, everybody was supposed to boycott Gucci, right? And then a couple months later, people are right back at it. And I feel like we have to have that consistency um even when dealing with our women, it's not a trendy thing. But it's kind of like, oh, you know, we're, we're for you all. We're we're here for you all to protect you on uh, in these couple of months. No, it has to be a, a, a year-round thing. It has to be something that is continuing. And not only that, us being there for men as well, right? Uh, because there's a lot of brokenness within black women and black men, but us both. Um, having responsibility in each other's lives, you know, not just when it's convenient, not just when we feel like it, not just when it becomes something that's popular in the media, but something like, no, I'm down for uh, uh, my black brother. I'm down for my black sister. That means I'll protect her, even regardless of if I'm in a relationship or not. If I see a woman uh, walking through a door, holding doors, chivalry, I don't believe chivalry is dead. And I think that that show in, in, the way I was brought up, I think that shows a sign of respect, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. doing things like that, you know, being um, cut in the grass, uh, you know, doing different things like that, the more physical things. Um, I believe that uh, as we're protecting our women in these uh, situations, you see a man on the street uh, looking like he's about to hit a woman. Intervene. Yeah, it's some, everything isn't your business. I definitely agree with that. But I feel like if there's a situation where a, a woman is about to be hurt, I think that I don't care who it is, I think that um, there should always be someone there to intervene for her because a lot of women feel like they have to protect themselves because they have no one to protect them. And, again, that starts in the household. So, yeah. So the thing you just said starts in the household. So this is a dialogue that we know that is consistently out there, um, and there are issues with it, right? We know that it wouldn't be out there if there wasn't issues with it. But when you say starts in the household, I think we're trying to navigate this conversation quite often without remembering that aspect of it. Like we're trying to come up with ways to protect one another without realizing the things like, for example, that you just say said, a lot of that comes from understanding, in a sense, what is your position as a man? What is your position as a woman? And so now that we, in my opinion, now that we've blurred the lines quite often, then not, and it's not just the blurring of the lines, that's kind of the society effect. But when you blur the lines without a standard at home, you now see people who act in ways that we would never be okay with, uh, you know what I mean? Like when we see these, you know, for example, I don't really watch any videos of, of violence against our people. I mean, if I think somebody's sharing that, I, I pretty much skip them. Uh, I've definitely seen enough of them in my lifetime, not never to have to see one again, if you will, or whatever. But when one becomes the trend, wow, did you see how, you know, these young boys or whatever, how they treated this girl and nobody stepped up and things of that nature, and so the the sentiment, the narrative will be, look, you know, they, black men are not putting black girls. And I'm saying, and, and I'm, and, you know, again, not that I would watch the particular videos, but I'm absolutely upset seeing that example. But what I know sits there, and this is absolutely not an excuse, it's just going back to the household. It has been, that is a bunch of people who have never been raised to respect her and see her as the queen as they should be because how would you or could you ever harm her when you have the proper respect and so uh, for somebody to publicly harm uh, especially when it is a black male 
harming a black woman, if you will, is is clearly someone who has never gotten that gotten that household training. This is absolutely not an excuse, but the concept that you know that people are not protecting is typically not a reality based on most of your friends wouldn't do that, wouldn't be okay with that. And as a, you know, I don't have a circle of men who ever allow for something like that. But when those situations happen, it lets me know it's not men raised with my values in that situation. They're not in the situation at all. Again, that doesn't make it okay. It's absolutely, it's absolute bullshit. But the fix of that is family structure. Like we don't talk about that enough. Family structure teaches a man or a, a you know a young boy. Here's your role. Yes, you should honor her and open the doors for her. Yes, you should play this role. And 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 again, I'm not saying it's okay when you don't learn it, but nobody goes to boy to manhood or woman or girl to womanhood without proper training. You will you know what mm-hmm. we typically do. I said this on a show the other night that. We live out extended adolescence without getting that structure of here's what's proper. Uh, you know, you know ah. this is okay while you were young, but if you never learned that this is not was not proper when you get older, you will see forty year old men and women still doing things and being moved and gravitating to things that they gravitated to when they were young because that was their full context. That was their only view. Again, this is not an excuse. It just gives the reality that the solution has to be conversations about how do we return to a family structure versus having arguments to try to make what we're doing right now okay. Because that's what people do. They argue like, mm. this is okay or this is okay for this person without realizing that means you're okay with what we see right now. I'm not. Right. That's real. Man. I, you know, I love how you just said that uh, living out extended adolescence, like really not knowing. So then the question becomes, where do people learn it from, you know? And, and it, then we get into the media and all these different types of things. And I think mm-hmm. that's um, a goal of dope, honestly. It's not to change the world or be the, you know, the, the best books. Well, we might. Who knows how, how, <laughs> how things are going to turn out. Um, but it's, it's really to to spark minds. It truly is. It's to, to create a level of exposure because a lot of people react a certain way because they haven't been exposed to it, right? And so we want to create that uh, opportunity, that space for people to not only be exposed academically, but um, to be exposed uh, physically to certain things, to um, 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 information that helps them grow, to information that helps them become better women, men, young boys, young girls. Right, and uh, it, it is a sad thing when um, um, you grow up and you continue those habits because you don't know any better. And I think the reason why a lot of people don't talk about the family structure being um, a key element in people uh, being a certain way or not being a certain way is because a lot of people don't even understand that that is the reason why. Right, a lot of we we blame everybody. Cardi B is Cardi B's fault. It's this person's fault. It's this person's fault. Right, but nobody mm-hmm. ever wants to go back to the root of it. Um, and and I think that's why sometimes I can be very um uh, undigestible for some people. Uh, not in a bad way necessarily. I like I to know exactly what you mean. A situation, right? And a lot of people want to focus on the surface, but until we chip away at that root and understand why something is what it is, we can never. We have to build from the ground up, literally. 
And so um, until you realize that that the family structure does play a part in it, um, um, I don't think that we well, can it's, ever it's really the foundation. It is the foundation. Yeah. So, so like it you said, is. so when you say build it from ground up, and, you know, everybody knows the analogy of how strong is a house is built on a bad foundation. Eventually, it's going to leave and fall down. And so if we're openly honest about it from a cultural standpoint, having discussions without bringing family structure back to the forefront is a major issue. I mean, people hear it, and there are advocates for it, but there are the pariahs, it seems like, and they're actually Speaking to what is absolutely needed, we are up against the break. Uh, area code eight five zero six, last three six hundred. We'll get to you coming out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Where all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services. We are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over fifteen years, LNG technicians have over one hundred and fifty years of equipment specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you have a product or service you want to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please give me a call again. That number is 404-604-9477 or contact us on social media. Oh, actually, we lost the caller. I guess it took a little too long to get to him. I was definitely wanting to get another three cents in on this morning. Uh, but either way, um, if you, again, want to support us, also as an individual, you can go to mentaldialogue.com. Um, if you're in the Atlanta area, consider becoming a member. If you're outside of Atlanta, uh, become a supporter. At, again, mentaldialogue.com. See what we're about. Uh, let me highlight this upcoming event, um, the special event, that we're, another online event that we're having next Thursday, um, September the 24th starting a new once-a-month event called Community Checkup, Y'all I, which is a mental health video conference. We'll be bringing on uh, PhD-level professional health, uh, mental health uh, professionals uh, just to make sure people are okay. Uh, a couple of communities out here in Atlanta have lost some people recently to suicide, and so we wanted to, um, unfortunately, we can't go back and, um, you know, save those. Um, in particular, Jess Ray will be doing this event in memory of Jess Ray. Ray, um, brilliant brother out in the Lithonia community uh, who unfortunately took his life on August 31st. So just wanted to make sure that we didn't let his memory go in vain and we're going to continue to start starting and continually have a monthly community checkup. So once a month, we just want to make sure y'all are out right there. That's literally the title, community checkup, y'all are right. So definitely stay tuned and follow us um, on social media or just go to mentaldialogue.com and scroll down and you'll see the details on how to 
get in and speak to health professionals um, if there's anything that you may be going through. Um, this second hour, open call. I just missed the caller, so I just took a little too, a little too long with the breaks. Uh, for the callers that are out there now, if you're trying to get in, you do have to press 1 if you're a first-time caller. A lot of people forget to push 1. Um, I will give the number out just in case people want to get on this last segment, 646-787-1691. Um, I'm so grateful for Sabrina helping me hold me down this second hour because I hate talking this long by myself. I didn't get uh, a lot of two-seekers out there trying to get in. I tried to miss one. But, um, Queen, I know I said some things before the break, but, again, just ultimately – uh, just think that that you know that foundation. I agree, agree with you. Um, the things that you said, you know, it's, I guess it's what what we ourselves don't know about it. Not having come from a structure, I guess to a certain extent, makes it difficult for us to speak to uh, that solution. There's a, I think there's a, even an aspect of you know coming from our experiences that sometimes we get defensive of if uh, to to the degree that we defend what makes the most we defend against what makes the most sense from a cultural standpoint yeah. because we feel hurt and we feel attacked when the suggestion is made, even though the suggestion really doesn't have anything to do with you. It's just saying, Hey, this is better for our community, but you feel attacked when you don't fall in that group, if you will. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. Yes. No, I was just, I was definitely uh, uh, just sitting in agreeing with that. Um, the, the, I guess I'm just, I'm just so, I don't want to be a part of that cancel culture. You know, I always want to be the type of person that researches everything, you know, um, um, understands before I, I try to uh, uh, remove people. I've even had people, you know, <laughs> remove me for having some opinions, which is fine. You know, hey, I, I, I respect people's um I was to leave just like I would respect the person's decision to stay. But if you will leave on the premise that I don't agree with you, then, you know, I mean, it wasn't a loss in the first place. I think that we have to get in the habit of really understanding, um, and, and and I think that's something that we don't do often, really try to understand. We take things at face value versus really looking at the root of why we do something. And I think an instance that taught me why I should do that and how to do that was um, being a very religious person. I was a very religious person at, at one point. And um, I remember I had a professor said, I, I had a study abroad in Jamaica, and he said, unlearn everything you think you know and then relearn. And um, I did. Um, I took that. It, it was the best experience ever, but I took that advice that he said, and it changed my entire life, my entire uh, uh, understanding of God, my entire extent, understanding of myself. Uh, of the world around me, and of course, I'm still learning, and I'm still growing, and I definitely, definitely don't know everything that I should know, but I'm growing in that, and I'm developing in that, and that has has been the the reason why I learned how to be so empathetic when it comes to the situation, because everybody's coming from a different uh, perspective, but I'm definitely not one as part of the whole cancellation culture. I'm not. No, absolutely. And and here's the thing, I um, mean, yeah, I think you know we do this with mental dialogue. We, I, I tell people if they come to the live experience, which obviously is why we're moving to online right now. We haven't had a live experience since February, you know, actual live event. Shout out to Urban Grind, our uh, black-owned coffee shop in Midtown that supports the, yeah, the live yeah. experience. Can't wait, can't wait to get back in there and do one and, and touch people again, if you will. Uh, but, you know, but with that said, um, something that you said in particular that we try to specialize in our dialogues is what I consider, what I call it the art of, the art of conversation, the art of consideration, which is um, 
getting into the space, having the difficult dialogues, and welcoming the differences of opinion. Because it is it is all too easy to say, oh, I don't like what they're saying now. Uh, I liked them before, but now they're saying this thing that I disagree with. And so it definitely becomes easy to, as you say, unfollow or block, if you will. Uh, you know, these are all words that are now, you know, you know, normal words in our right. you know in our lexicon now because of social media uh, but it but it actually makes it simpler to not deal with and the reality is you will stagnate if you are not ever hearing ideas you don't agree with like you need them mm-hmm. to challenge sometimes to show up what you already believe or to come to find out some things you think you know have just been taught to you from a very young age, and I'm pretty sure that's what your experience was with the travel abroad, you realize, I haven't really learned this. I've just heard it over and over and believed this. And this could be about any subject matter. And so the reality is the only way that you can be open to that is to hear a difference of opinion. But now we cut off uh, Fox News. We cut off CNN we cut we we turn off the podcast the minute they're saying things I disagree with because people are unaware of the brain's natural detection mechanism of cognitive not cognitive dissonance. Again, we're mental dialogue as I always say. We're trying to improve the conversation inside your own head. Well, one of the ways to improve it is to have a willingness to seek those who think different, because that is your only improvement after formal education. Obviously, formal education, you're learning, and hopefully during your education, you're being challenged. I think that seems to be happening less and less. I don't see people coming out of, you know, even college educations with great critical thinking skills, in my opinion, um, but I think all societies have cons- consistently said that. Um, but either way, um, as, as we seem to be less critical thinkers and unwillingness to be challenged, we do not understand that it actually makes us less informed in the information age, and it becomes that oxymoron that mm-hmm. you even spoke to in your own poem. But we're living it out, and not even and and, and have become un almost willing to unchallenge. You know, to, I'm sorry, willing. And let's see if I can say this correctly. We've become willing to go unchallenged. It's just agree with mm-hmm. the culture or be canceled. That's too easy. Yeah. It's way too easy not to contend with, you know, your, you know, that difference of opinion. In a lot of cases, to contend with your own shit. Because mm. that's a part of it. Like I saw this power. Yeah. This is coming in my head right now. But I saw this um, for, um, this powerful quote this morning that I'm going to put up um, by this, this queen I follow, uh, Norma Langer Malawi Moses. Malawi Moses. Um, I, think, I think I'm pretty sure I attributed to her, and I want to—I'll give her credit when I put it up social media-wise. And I'm—I'm I'm paraphrasing now, but it was something to the effect of, um, no, it actually wasn't from her. But either—it's um, actually—I want to make sure I give credit. It's a queen by the name of uh, Ro El Catino, if I'm saying her name correctly. Um, but it, it's a, it stood out, and I'm going to put it up on social media. But I just want to bring it up right now and hear your thoughts. But something to the effect of, um. You can only be in a relationship with a dysfunctional person if you, in fact, are dysfunctional. Yes, like attracts like, seriously. And and I've had to learn that even in my experiences because uh, we often want to blame everybody else, right? But I, when I started to notice a pattern in uh, relationships, uh, even romantic or friendship, whatever, 
um, a pattern that I wasn't necessarily liking, I had to start to look at myself. Well, damn, Sabrina, what is it in you that is continually attracting these same type of people? And so I had to get to a point where I said, you know what, let me let me ch- do a self-inventory. Let me do a self-check and say, hey, this is what needs to be corrected. But nobody, it, it, it's difficult. I wouldn't say nobody, but it's very difficult to be real with yourself, right? Because you, you have to go back and examine those things that hurt you. And I didn't even real when I did that, I didn't even realize that certain things had affected me, i.e. the 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 things um within I guess growing up, like not having my dad or not even necessarily not having him, but not having him in the way that I felt like I should have had him, right? Uh, or my, my parents always being super busy. And I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, that shit don't faze me. It is what it is, you know? But I didn't realize until I got older that, hold up, this has affected me. I just didn't let it affect me. But it, it in some way revealed itself. And so those are things that I had to heal from and realize that, Parents are human. All of us are human, and all of us are going to make mistakes. And I'm either going to let mm-hmm. this affect me and everything around me, or I'm going to put my big girl drawers on and uh, move on, right? Uh, at, at some point, you have to accept that responsibility, like, okay, I'm going to either let this control me or I'm going to understand this and I'm going to move forward because it's, forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. Right, it's to heal you, and so uh, that's what I learned, and I'm I'm learning that my my relationships are changing now, and so I'm I'm constantly checking myself, and I've been doing a lot of that this year, a whole lot of that, like a lot of checking myself because I want better relationships, I want better interactions with people because when people see me, I want them to see somebody real, you know, and um, that's that's the reason why I found it important to go back and check myself. But that's a very difficult process to go to, through, and sadly, a lot of people aren't going to go through that, right? So they're going to have the world. And, that, and that's the context, right? And that's mm-hmm. the context of what we were talking about of not understanding why you're so willing to cancel someone or block them because they disagree with you simply because they disagree with you. It's something that, you know, and it typically happens with things that you're most passionate about. Our cognitive distance, we're all susceptible to it. It's just a human trait of if you have a strong belief or feeling about something, when you hear something that challenges that belief, it is a natural reaction for your brain to go into cognitive dissonance. And so when it happens, cutting it off or blocking that person is fixing it. It's not contending with it and contending with it to say, why does this bother me? So what can I learn here? Uh, it could be your own things or it just could be your lack of knowledge of, about the situation, but you won't learn it because you just cut it off. Uh, we only got about a minute. Uh, sorry about the la- um, um, last three, 600. I couldn't get you in. You jumped in and jumped out, so I couldn't get you in. We only got about a minute. So I want to make sure for this last minute, since you definitely held me down, Sabrine, um, if you will, give out all of your social media stuff again uh, for anybody that had a, you know opportunity to enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Thank you, Queen. You were amazing today. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, my biggest advice to you all is always follow your heart. I know that's very, <laughs> very trite, but follow your heart. Uh, do what makes you happy. And you can, again, follow me on all social media platforms at Sabrine Speaks. Thank you, guys. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, highlight once again. Are y'all all right? Y'all all right? It's Thursday. Sorry, 850 can't get you in. We're at the end of the show. Uh, we'll see y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.